good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning. Today is Monday, the 17th of January, 2022, and we will start off with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 8,077 more COVID-19 cases and just nine new fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Sunday morning. This compared with 7,793 new coronavirus-related cases and 18 fatalities reported on Saturday morning. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration said in the afternoon briefing that the nine new fatalities were all Thai nationals aged between 62 and 96. As stated, we had 8,077 confirmed cases. There was 2,089 probable cases by means of ATK, nine deaths as we said. 282 cases were from abroad. And out of 80,549 patients, 45,918 are in hospital. There are 509 in serious condition with 106 on ventilators. Now Chambury Health Office is reporting 692 new cases today and one death. Most new cases are in Chambury City, Siracha and Banglamung Patia areas. There are now 8,214 patients in care. And in Phuket they are reporting 551 new cases out of which 400 are local and 151 are from abroad. There was one death. And there are now 4,406 people in care. And we'll start off with the first story of the day. House panel to clear confusion over the legal status of cannabis in Thailand. The House Public Health Affairs Committee has invited representatives of the Royal Thai Police, the Office of the Narcotics Council Board, the Ministry of Public Health and relevant agencies for a discussion this Thursday at Parliament to clear up the confusion over whether cannabis is still regarded as an illegal narcotic or now is a herbal drug which can be cultivated legally. Opinions are split. On one side are the ONCB and other law enforcement agencies which insist that cannabis is still regarded as a narcotic drug and the cultivation of cannabis is illegal. On the other side insists that the amended narcotics law, which came into effect on December 9th last year, has removed cannabis from Category 5. The chair of the Public Health Affairs Committee and a Boomjai Thai MP for Suram Province said that the narcotics law has already been amended and came into effect in mid-December, yet some law enforcement officers still invoke the old law. Cannabis is a herbal drug, said the MP, adding that the plant can be a new economic crop which could help boost the income of Thai farmers who want to migrate to cultivating it. He praised Supachai Jai Samut, a fellow Jumdai Thai MP and vice chairman of a House committee tasked with amending the narcotics law for having openly announced that cannabis is no longer regarded as an illegal narcotic in Thailand. The Bumjai Thai party, whose leader, Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul, played a crucial role in amending the narcotics law to legalise cannabis. Anatan explained, however, that since the Public Health Ministry has not yet issued a ministerial announcement to legalise cannabis, the cultivation of possession of cannabis can still be illegal, adding that if cannabis is prescribed for a medical purpose, police should not arrest for possession. A former Democratic MP, however, warned people who plant cannabis that they may end up in prison. 
former member of the National Anti-Corruption Commission, Visha Mahakun, said that cannabis is no longer of an illegal narcotic after the amended narcotics law came into effect in December. And moving along, fourth phase of Thailand's co-payment scheme to begin February 21st. The government has decided to bring forward the fourth phase of the 50-50 co-payment economic stimulus scheme from March 1st to February 21st and new subscriber applications are scheduled to begin on February 14th, according to government spokesman Tanakorn Wangbungan Chana. He said yesterday that Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha is concerned about the rising cost of living, which is adversely affecting everyone, and has instructed the Finance Ministry to accelerate the launch of the fourth phase, which will last until April. He also said that the Finance Ministry has already refuted a report that about 5 million people who have not yet subscribed to the program can subscribe as of January 16th, while existing subscribers are required to reconfirm their subscription. Regarding the total amount of subsidy available in the fourth phase, Tanakorn said it is yet to be fixed by the screening committee prior to submission to the cabinet for approval. The funding will be drawn from the 500 billion baht emergency loan, he said, adding that there is still a residue of about 10 billion baht from the third phase of the scheme, which ended at the end of December. The fourth phase will cover new subscribers and current subscribers who need not reapply. Currently, there are about 28 million people subscribed to the program, but only about 25 million actually use the subsidy available during the third phase. Nonetheless, the scheme was reported to be popular among consumers and small retailers because it boosts purchasing power. So basically, this is a government scheme that was created last year, and how it works is each person who subscribes and gets approved will get 1,500 Thai baht. And that's put into a special app and an account called Tang. What happens basically is you go into a shop, for example, a participating shop. You have to apply to be able to do this. And for example, if something was 50 baht, say you were going to have something to eat, okay? You would use your Tang app and the government would pay 25 baht and you would then pay 25 baht. So you have to match that 25 baht that the government would pay. You also have to put that money onto the Tang app as well. So the money is always there. The maximum amount you can spend each day from the government is only 150 Thai baht. But you could basically have spent all yours. If you do yours every day, within 10 days, you'll be finished using the government subsidy. It's proven to be quite successful uh, amongst people. A lot of local traders use it. And it really does facilitate uh, more people spending money, which is obviously the aim of the, of the program. And certainly... I think a lot of people are very appreciative of it. And of course, it's only for Thai nationals. But yeah, again, it works very well. And and it has been a positive part of the government's scheme to kind of get people spending in the economy over the last year or so. And next up, Japan set 13-day quarantine for arrivals from Thailand. Air travelers from Thailand and four other countries must enter quarantine for 13 days starting Monday. The Thai ambassador to Japan said all arrivals from Thailand will be subject to quarantine for three days at accommodation arranged by Japanese authorities after they enter the country. They have to stay at home or another location for 10 more days, it added. The measures will come into force today and apply to arrivals from India, Nepal, Mexico and the Maldives. Thailand and four other countries have been added to the list of countries experiencing an Omicron outbreak by the Japanese government. Since January 8, entrants from all other countries must undergo 10 days quarantine instead of the previously required 14. 
Japan allows only people with permanent residence in Japan, diplomats and people with humanitarian reasons to enter the country. Tourists are not allowed in. Next up, government mulls easing virus curbs. The public health ministry will propose easing COVID-19 curbs in light of the diminishing threat posed by the virus Omicron variant. Deputy Prime Minister and Public Health Minister Anatan Sharavakul said that even though new daily cases linked with Omicron have increased since New Year, the number of people with severe symptoms on ventilators or in intensive care units is still low. Also, the daily fatalities have not exceeded 20 for a while, he said. This is a reason to be confident, for even though Omicron is highly transmissible, it is still less severe than the Delta variant, Mr. Anatan said. In light of the positive trend, the Public Health Minister will ask the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration to ease as many containment measures as possible quickly. But if there are still threats to public health, the Ministry will also propose measures for the public safety. He said that vaccinations are crucial to protecting the public against the worst effects of the virus and those who are not vaccinated have been urged to get their shots quickly. He further said that the ministry has instructed the government pharmaceutical organization to ensure sufficient supplies of favipiravir pills for treatment of infected patients. We cannot afford to be complacent or let our guard down. We have to prepare just in case, the minister said. Dr. Kittipum Wangkrajit, Permanent Secretary for the Public Health Ministry, said the containment measures have proved to be effective with rates of fatalities and severe cases declining with the aided cooperation of the public. Currently the situation is stabilised but we still need to maintain strict precautions, Dr. Kittipum said. Over the last 14 days, new cases increased quickly in the first week but caseloads have quickly stabilised are in a declining trend. Severe case numbers continue to go down. The ministry recently raised the alert to level 4, Dr. Kitty Pum said, urging people to follow universal prevention measures, avoid at-risk premises and delay interprovincial travel. But we will consider lowering the alert level in light of the situation starting to ease. He said the ministry is also considering reducing the 14-day quarantine period for at-risk groups to 7 days to enable people to resume their normal lives quickly. He noted that treatment of infected patients lasts about 10 days, while the quarantine period lasts longer. However, the ministry is waiting for experts to come up with clear measures before deciding to reduce the quarantine period. But in principle, at-risk people who come into contact with infected people would be quarantined for 7 days and undergo two antigen tests on day 5 and 6. If the results come back negative, they would be allowed to get back to work, but would still have to undergo another test on day 9 or 10, Dr. Kittipum said. The Director General of the Department of Medical Services said that there were 46,873 hospital beds available for COVID-19 patients nationwide as of last Thursday. Since most patients infected with Omicron have mild or no symptoms, they will be looked after mainly at home and in community isolation facilities. Dr. Opus, Director General of the Department of Disease Control, on Friday insisted that the Public Health Ministry was not trying to contradict a warning on Tuesday by the World Health Organization against treating COVID-19 as endemic illness like flu rather than as a pandemic. Dr. Opus said the ministry had only explained to the public how the COVID-19 pandemic could be downgraded to endemic status and given necessary steps to achieve the aim. We expect that if everybody cooperates, it should become endemic within this year. Not today or tomorrow, Dr. Opus said. 
So I'm not quite sure if this is good news or bad news. The Ministry of Public Health seemed to be giving conflicting stories every week. It was only last week that they were raising the alert level to four and they were asking the government to put in more stricter restrictions around the country. That also led to the cancellation of the Test and Go program for tourists coming into the country and then falling back onto the Phuket sandbox and then thereafter they added in the Panya, Krabi and Koh Samui sandboxes. So with this lowering of the levels, would that mean that the international tourism could start back up again? Or will they still continue to go with this sandbox model? There are a lot of questions that need to be answered at the moment. And this needs to be done very, very delicately and professionally. Something that we haven't seen in relation to international travel by the Thai government so far during this whole pandemic. If they're considering treating COVID as endemic, then there needs to be a huge shift in the whole mindset of government ministers and officials. And I'm not quite sure that will happen. Now, we are going to talk about Thailand and their idea of turning endemic and whether or not that will work in the next article. Now, one of the talking points over the last few days is whether or not Thailand is rushing to categorize COVID-19 as an endemic disease. Now, Thailand is preparing to declare COVID-19 as endemic disease this year, despite a rising number of infections and warnings from the World Health Organization. Dr. Opart, head of the disease control department, insisted last Friday that Thailand was not standing in opposition to the World Health Organization and its advice. The fact was, he continued, that when it came to the management of COVID-19, Thailand is merely a step ahead of the World Health Organization and many other nations. We have been pioneers on this front in many aspects, he said, citing the cross-vaccination program and the reopening of the country via the Phuket Sandbox Tourism Scheme. This is because we look ahead, he explained. He added that Thailand would not declare COVID-19 an endemic disease right away, but with foresight, the government was working to build public understanding of what an endemic means and how they can transition out of a pandemic that has killed millions and wreaked financial havoc over the past two years. Now, what is endemic? An infection is considered endemic when infections stabilize to a baseline that is always present in a particular population or region without external input. Mahadol University's Faculty of Medicine explains that infections are only considered to be an outbreak if the number of cases rise unexpectedly. The disease becomes an epidemic when it spreads to wider areas and infections suddenly surge beyond the baseline. When an epidemic rages across the world, it becomes a pandemic. Now, what if COVID-19 becomes endemic? At the point that Thailand considers COVID-19 as endemic, the government would lift most, if not all, restrictions. There will be likely no mandatory quarantine or tracking to see how patients were infected. Pubs, bars and the rest of the entertainment industry are expected to be able to operate normally, along with the rest of the economy. Those who do catch COVID-19 will have to take care of themselves, just like they do when they get the flu. In a prelude to this arrangement, the Public Health Ministry has already announced that the main treatment modes of COVID-19 patients will be home isolation or community isolation. Currently, those who come into contact with infected persons only need to self-quarantine and take an antigen test every three days. But the big question right now, guys, is Thailand ready? The Public Health Ministry insists There are grounds to recategorize COVID-19 as endemic disease. It cites strong evidence that although the Omicron variant driving the pandemic is highly transmissible, it has a very low fatality rate. It adds that Thailand has a high vaccination rate 
and efficient disease control management that has prevented large Omicron outbreaks. Though Thailand has recorded over 7,500 new infections per day since January 7th, the daily death toll has not exceeded 19 during this period. This is a stark contrast from the middle of last year where the country was hit by hundreds of COVID fatalities per day. But concerns still do linger. Dr. Thierry Wantanarat, who teaches at the Chulalongkorn University's Faculty of Medicine, has cautioned authorities against rushing to declare COVID-19 as endemic disease. He underlined that much was still unknown about Omicron, which is triggering tidal wave of COVID-19 around the world. We also can't ignore long COVID, he warned. According to the lecture, recent studies by leading universities, including Stanford and Yale, show survivors of severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus infections frequently experience lingering neurological symptoms, including impaired attention, concentration, speed of information processing, and memory. Even mild respiratory infections can cause multi-lineage cellular dysregulation and myelin loss in the brain. Tira suggested that the government monitor the situation for another year or two before deciding to downgrade COVID-19 into an endemic disease. Wait till we know it well enough, he said. In the meantime, prepare to fight COVID-19 was his words. The big question here is, is Thailand brave enough to recategorize COVID-19 as endemic and my personal feeling is it's not. This is a lot of talk by the government I think to try build confidence amongst the people but at the end of the day I doubt they will ever be one of the first to declare it as endemic in this country. Simply put the idea that everything could just reopen as normal let's say in a couple of months they decided to announce to the whole of the country and the world we are treating COVID as endemic from now on This would mean people would no longer have to wear face masks. We could throw them all away. Bars, clubs, entertainment, all open. Everybody would go back to their normal lives. We wouldn't talk about COVID anymore, which from my point of view would be a great thing, by the way. It would be fantastic not to have to talk about COVID every day. But it's become so ingrained in our lives. This is the topic of conversation amongst most people during the day. But yes, that's what endemic would mean for Thailand. Treating it like the flu. You get sick, you take care of yourself. If it's pretty bad, well, you might have to go to hospital. You get your vaccine every year and that's it. But is Thailand capable to do that? And my answer to that really is no. We have seen in the last two years how cautious they are in relation to public health, the COVID-19 situation and how they've tackled it. They cut themselves off basically for a year and a half before they reopened the country. And this is going to be the country to be one of the first to declare it endemic. I just don't see it coming. They went on December 22nd from level three to level four. And then by the end, uh, middle of January now, they're talking about cutting it back again. Flip and flop, flip and flop. With endemic status means borders will be all open again. Tourists can flow in. You won't need to check whether they're vaccinated or not because we're treating it as endemic, just like the flu. We don't check when people come into Thailand whether you're vaccinated with the flu or not. And this is what they're talking about. And I'm not quite sure really, as I said, they're ready for this. But guys, I'd love to know your opinion on this. Do you think Thailand is ready to declare COVID-19 endemic? Or do you think it's all talk and they'll probably be one of the last to do it? I'd love to know your opinions down below in the comments section as always. And moving swiftly along, this law is absurd. Thai is prosecuted for discussing beer, say enough is enough. In Thailand, complimenting an American beer for tasting so good on social media or captioning a bottle of beer with Miss You can cost you a fine large enough to pay for 500 cans of the good stuff. 
a craft beer fan says he was recently charged with a crime and faces a hundred thousand baht that's three thousand one hundred dollars fine for advertising beers simply by talking about them to the 65,000 plus followers on his page. The anonymous writer is among a number of people bewildered by how the law has been bent from prosecuting large corporations to persecuting individuals for completely normal behavior. In August, Papa V. Bami posted a photo of a beer bottle on her beer distributor's Facebook page with the words, Miss You in Thai. A few weeks later, she received a letter informing her she had violated the law. As one of the founders of Group B Beer, Bami is being told she faces a fine as large as 500,000 baht or 15,000 US dollars. She said she is fighting the case. Laws that oppress, exploit and bully the people should be immediately amended, Bamali told local media on Thursday. I'm doing everything I can to change it. The anonymous craft beer writer said last week on his page that he was fighting the charge. He said the complaint stemmed from 2019 Facebook posts in which he described the taste of some beers as so good and aromatic and said the case has been ongoing since then. The price of fighting for justice in this country is really expensive. It's the two years that I lost so much, especially my mental health. I have to go to a police station and prosecutor's office to report in every month, he wrote. This law is absurd. It deprives the right to freedom of expression of the people, he went on to post. No other country imposes such absurd laws. He said he is due in court early March. Alcohol consumption has been on the front line of Thailand's culture war for years, even before the 2014 coup brought in a government friendly to anti-alcoholic crusaders, the status quo pushed for earlier closing times and what at first were common sense advertising regulations. Today, those laws under section 32 of the Alcoholic Beverage Control Act have created a new taboo of royal proportions, threatening to silence citizens by controlling what they say about booze with severe consequences. Over the years, the law, which went from limiting advertising in magazines and on television, have crept in to cover all forms of public expression, including Instagram feeds. That means a ban on all advertisement or display, directly or indirectly, of brand names, labels, trademarks and the like of any alcoholic beverage that ascribes qualities to it or might induce another person to drink. And, as with most things, enforcement is highly selective. Violators risk fines of 50,000 baht to 500,000 baht, depending largely on the sympathy of officials. Drink and driving? Violators pay less than 20,000 baht maximum. Now that's just a little snippet there of a story I read recently and I think it is very much worth noting what the actual law here in Thailand states. Section 32 reads, No person shall advertise or display, directly or indirectly, the name or trademark of any alcoholic beverage in a manner showing the properties thereof or inducing another person to drink. Advertisements or public relations provided by the manufacturer of any kind of alcoholic beverage shall only be made for giving information thereof or giving social creative knowledge without displaying any illustration of such alcoholic beverage or its package, except for the display of a symbol of such alcoholic beverages or that of its manufacture as prescribed in the ministerial regulation. So that is the law here in Thailand. There has been a number of people, as this article has stated, that have been prosecuted for simply commenting on something online. To me, I find this kind of law ridiculous and just overreaching into people's daily lives. 
Did you know that having a happy hour and promoting a happy hour in Thailand is actually illegal as well? Even though we know that most bars do it, but at the end of the day, it's selective enforcement of the law and whether or not somebody thinks it's an easy target for some easy money. And that's generally how it plays out here in the country. But guys, what do you think about this? Do you think this kind of law is helpful in society or do you think it really is damaging towards freedom of expression and freedom of speech? I'd love to know your comments down below in the comment section as always. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Trial of Bangla shooter cops still postponed. The trial of Porntep Chananang, the Phuket police officer who shot a 25-year-old noodle vendor on Bangla Road while drunk off duty in February last year, has still been postponed for COVID reasons. The trial date is currently set for March. More Russians check out of Phuket Hotel after testing positive. A husband and wife, Russian couple, have been reported as checking out of their hotel in Patong early in order to avoid staying in hotel isolation for 10 days after the wife tested positive for COVID-19. And finally, Phuket officials push local pineapples as Chinese New Year gifts. Phuket officials have joined a community enterprise campaign to promote sweets made from locally grown pineapples as gift for Chinese New Year. The campaign aims to help struggling local residents make an income as the economic crisis from the pandemic continues. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.